Not Great Parent Molly, and this is my co-host, Not Great Parent Nathan. Hello. And we have our producer, Not A Parent, but Sawyer is here today. And I'm with my parents, okay? He's, he's a not great parent. We're the parents now? Yeah. Yeah. I did not I sign up for this. my mom and dad at work, okay? Okay, well, there oh, we go. Very good. Okay. Makes me feel old. Well, all right. I've got a lot of age on you. So. <laughs> there you go. All right, well, we, uh, it might sound silly that we say we are not great parents. That's true. But uh, that's our goal, is to not be yes. great parents. We want to be parents that are raising our children in the goodness of God and yes. seeking Him first and helping our children um, live a life that mm -hmm. is focused on Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. And really what we want to do is be, we talked about this in the last mini episode. We talked about this in the last main line episode of really talking about uh, influencing our kids, right, towards church and God being their thing, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. That that when they would kind of look back on their life and go, what was my thing in high school? You know, every kid's right. like, what's my thing? You know, was it was it basketball? Was it swim team? Was it drama? Was it this? It really would be a huge win if they go, you know, honestly, my youth group was my thing. Was my thing. Yeah. Those people, those relationships. And Sawyer is a big part of that uh, here yep. at our church. Uh, uh, just uh, recently accepting a... Um, a, uh, to stay on with us. He was a resident with us for uh, two years. So yeah. he's choosing I think to I'm have still us be his parents longer. He wants yeah, to be exactly. long -term, long -term a long-term long commitment. commitment. But yeah, coming on to be our, uh, our, our not just our youth resident, but our youth pastor. And so uh, Sawyer's had a lot of influence, especially in the last Gosh. year with our students. And uh, so anyway, Sawyer, you're here to really kind of talk about something that you guys do to try and help church become the thing for kids, and that's yeah. these events that you guys do. Yeah, the the big thing is just, you know, as as the guy on staff who's focused on cultivating opportunities for teenagers to be involved in our church, a big part of that is making church and a, something that can, like, be their place, okay? Right. The place that they right. feel like they belong to. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a big part of that is, you know, just creating those opportunities. And, you know, we love to have fun at these kinds of events, but I think the more important events are actually the things they do with their small groups, honestly. Mm -hmm. And so... So because, explain the difference, because you yeah. have some events mm -hmm. that are for all the small groups. Yeah, basically, you know, the team and I who focus on this, it's mainly me and one other person, we focus on large group events versus small group events. Large group events generally gonna be really fun, big party kind of things. Kind of um, like crazy big ideas. Like, give us yeah. an idea of- So like, oh I don't know God. when this episode's coming out exactly, but we're, we either just did or we're about to do a big water balloon. Uh, based right. party is the thing where we're gonna have like a tournament where teams of like three to four are gonna like I compete and uh, and there's other, and there's gonna be other mini games going on to win certain like advantages in the tournament things so, that wouldn't be fun if you had six kids show up exactly that you need 20, 20 25 to 35 plus. kids playing. exactly and then it's a total blast yeah oh and and the goal of those is literally just be as fun as possible we also do some serving events with like big mm -hmm. groups right. and stuff like that which I I'm really excited for because we're gonna start ramping that up a lot more than we have been. Um, but th that's still kind of in the development phase. But uh, what I personally just enjoy more are the small group events because that's where just, you know, as someone who loves doing youth ministry, it's there's less um, organization that goes into that and it's more of an opportunity for me and the other leaders to just build relationships with the students. Right. And also for the students to build relationships with each other. You know, these are a lot of students who don't even go to the same school necessarily. Some of them are homeschooled, some of them go to Noonan High School, some of them go to EC or, or even Northgate and stuff like that, or, or they're just all over the map is the thing. 
And what's great about these is it's opportunities for kids, regardless of what's going on in the rest of their week, to come together and know that this is a place that they are loved and stuff like that. It's actually something that I was just talking about the Sunday before we were recording this is like, the fact that this can be a community that everyone is invited to is the thing. Right. Um, And that's kind of the vibe that we want our small groups to have. And so this like, this small group party that we're going to talk about today, just a movie night is the thing. It doesn't sound like much, but what the goal of it is, again, it's just to give leaders and students opportunities to just have a good time hanging out is the thing. There's not going to be a single Bible that gets cracked open at this thing, okay? Like, And there's a level to which I think like Jesus, Jesus at most of his like events, you know, they would pray and they would eat a meal together. That's the stuff that I get excited about is these students eating a meal together. And and, like, I'm sure I've told the leaders and like, I'm going to be at one. I'm going to pray over the meal together. Right. Right. And that's basically going to be it. With the eighth and ninth graders, we're watching Jurassic Park and they're going to talk through the whole thing. And I'm going to be frustrated because I love that movie. But it's going to be a good time of connections being forged. Yeah, so. walls come down and people just Exactly. Yeah. Well, and I think there's something. I used to, when I did youth ministry forever, I also loved doing movie nights, particularly because, probably because I was a, I am a movie guy. I know Sawyer's a movie guy. But for me, that was honestly a really formative thing. I remember the first, like, teenage party I ever went to, like, clearly. I was 14 and I was like the summer in in between, like when you're leaving eighth grade, going into ninth grade. And here at church at that time, we'd had like all these drama groups. It was, it was a very strange time. I don't have to come to you. We all had our own drama group and I was the, I was the head writer for one of those drama groups. That was so important. Well, yeah, it was bizarre. And I was competing against other teams of writers. Within our church? Within, it was oh bizarre. That's something you would have been totally. Oh, I oh loved it. Oh, I bet you we were won every this. week. I know, oh, I'm sure. But, so we were doing this and the team that I was on was all high school juniors and seniors. And I was like the eighth grader that for oh, the whole so year. Oh, so you were also team. younger and just killing them off. Oh my God, I had crushes on all the girls and it was all like a thing. And one of those girls was having a birthday party at her in, at her house in her basement. With a movie. Oh, and we were going over just to hang out and then they said, hey, let's watch Dazed and Confused. Oh. And I had never seen Dazed and Confused. So I was 13, I was 14 years old and I'm like about to be a freshman in high school. This girl I have a crush on, She's like 17. She's not even interested. But I was like, maybe yes. I have a shot. And I'm sitting there with like all these other teenagers. And we're watching this movie that honestly I probably would have watched with my parents because my parents were not that way. But I kind of knew like this is not the movie you watch with your right. parents. It's more like a teenage kind of movie. Mm-hmm. And it was very formative in me in that these were the people I I was like, these are going to be my teenage people. Mm-hmm. Like this is going to be the yeah. people that I'm with because we're kind of doing our own thing, things mm-hmm. that I didn't do when I was in middle school and nothing inappropriate happened. No. But, you know, you have that feeling of like, this, and I remember we all, after the movie, we just walked through their neighborhood. And you but you felt and, independent, and you had, yes. you had something that These you These were not my mom's friends that I was hanging out with, like her, her friends and their kids. No. This was like my teenage group. And I think that's... It the, was your own teen group socializing together. Yes. And I think to the point Sawyer's making, if we can make that happen at church, those kind of feelings, those kind of experiences where they're kind of like... These are my friends that I'm choosing to be with. And we're kind of experiencing this thing all together. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So, Sorry, why don't you tell us, you've picked out movies for each age group. You've already said the 8th and ninth graders are yeah. watching Jurassic Park. Great movie choice. It is oh, a great yeah. movie choice because I do think a lot of them will have seen it or they're just not going to be interested. And like you said, 
What eighth and ninth graders want to do is they just want to talk. Yeah. And you're giving them the space to the do time that. Time and the opportunity yeah. to do yes. it. And and where Sawyer can yell at them for not appreciating the greatness of Jurassic Park. So and that, will, that will be the battle that I have to fight on that and night. Annoy is the you thing. because they're gonna say all the lines of the movie. Yes. I would be shocked if they uh, remember uh, a single line. So we've already oh, filmed on. the part that's coming after this with the movie. Now I want to ask: Have your kids seen Jurassic Park? Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you know how often hold on to your butts gets set at my house? It's a big one, man. Hold on to your butts is a big one. Yeah. It's like oh, it's a great line. I'm not knocking it, yeah. okay? Almost yes. every time Ben pulls out into traffic. My yeah. whole family says it. <laughs> so, there you go. I used oh, to get the little great. candy cigarettes and let it hang out my mouth. Oh, that's great. Oh, Anytime I get one, I go, hold on to your butts. Uh, yeah, so you took it. Of uh, course you took it to another level. Oh, because I have to. I, I got to get those candy thing. cigarettes and put them in my car so that because my bed pulls out, Did I can put them in. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Oh, that's great. So what's the movie for this? You have a 6th yeah. and 7th grade movie. Yeah, what are they so watching? that one is Chippendale Rescue Rangers. And that is a great choice. What's crazy is I've already, from a couple of the leaders, been like, that sounds like a little kid movie and it does sound it like does. a little kid movie it does but it's it's like genuinely one of the funniest movies i've seen this year it's yeah. like weirdly it's hilarious but okay? i even think that most movies this these days for kids are oh, chock yes. full of stuff for all oh kids. yeah I mean, but this one is i would even say it's closer to and we say this on the the, the movie night part of this podcast it's very much like who framed roger yes yeah, exactly where it's it feels to a sixth and seventh grader there will be times it feels edgy there's nothing inappropriate nothing no. like that edgy. but it will feel it they will won't call it edgy but it'll feel edgy. Yeah. yes it'll feel <laughs> exactly so, but, like this is edgy yeah. and then you're watching a movie with the 10th and 12th graders what yeah. movie is that uh, that is the movie Run on Hulu. It's kind of like a thriller. Um, I don't want to give too much away because you could. You should actually watch it. It's like really good. It is really good. But um, it's the kind of movie that teenagers will spend their whole time going like, oh, why is she making that choice? Yeah, exactly. Why is she doing that? It's yeah, not like a good. horror movie, so you don't have to no. be worried about There's not, there's not obscene no amounts of violence. It's like yeah. suspenseful. Oh, yes. Oh, and yeah. it's one of those where it's like, don't open that door. Yeah, don't exactly. go down there. Yeah, don't do exactly. that. Which is perfect. Oh, I mean, it's at, it's at his house, I'm pretty sure. It is at my house. And I would probably yeah. like to watch. But <laughs> it, it's a it's a fun movie. I will say um, it is it is very much like um, you're trying to figure out who the crazy person is in the movie. Oh, hundred percent. It is psychological. Yes, it's very very fun. And so, so well, anyway, oh go ahead. I was gonna say, so get your kids to come. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is you know, this is a summertime thing, and I remember when oh, I would yeah. do events during the summer. You know, when I was youth minister, and how frustrating it was because. You know, inevitably, and if you've got vacation, it's another thing, but inevitably vacations come up or, oh, my kid went to Six Flags today. or It always felt like the church activity was never the priority. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, these are Sawyer's events, so I'm not going to make him say it, but I'm saying this, no. make, it a, make it a priority. Oh, yes, yeah. I mean, I think especially in the summer because yes. otherwise if your kids haven't seen this group or haven't yes. spent well, this nice time where it's really like non-prescribed and it's yes. just, you know, time they can just spend together yeah. as in their communities when they start school in the fall they'll feel out of out of the community yeah, 100%. and you do not want that so mm -hmm. well, and, prioritize it and another thing worth mentioning is you know if this event is their only connection to student ministry it's going to be really awkward is the thing because mm -hmm. they went to one event or if they only come on the event days you know there's a couple of kids that like mm -hmm. do that and they lack that connection there's a level of consistency that like you know i think about certain kids at these events versus other kids at these events they just have they have a better time because it is a community that they're already plugged into right. so 
this should almost be like secondary to coming to church on Sunday oh, and stuff course. like that. Right. And course. there's a level to which I think what can work is if your kid is not super connected right now, these can be chances for your kids to get connected is the yes. thing. Either way. And yes, so, so no matter how it works, this needs to either be the next step or the first of several steps is sure. the thing. Sure. And so no, I agree with all that. And so uh, Sawyer, I, and Donnie got into a Google Meet again uh, to talk about some movies that you guys could actually watch as a family. When you're uh, not watching Run, like me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, you could watch as kind of their companion pieces. Okay. They're movies that kind of are the same vibe. So if you have a student who goes to these, when you come back, go, hey, I know you watched this movie. Did you like it? Oh, yeah, I loved it. Hey, let's watch this movie. So you can have a similar formative kind of experience with your kid watching it. Or if you've got kids that are younger, uh, I think most of these are would be age appropriate even for younger kids. Yeah. And so uh, anyway, I'm going to toss it now to uh, that good looking devil, Nathan, oh. and he's going to take it over here uh, for the Family Movie Night podcast. All right. Have a good one. See, See ya. ya. Welcome to the Family Movie Night podcast segment of the Not Great Parents podcast mini episode. Uh, we want to help you, as we always say, have better conversations around the content you consume. My name is Nathan. As you already know, I am here in a Google Meet with the hero of this podcast segment, Donnie Dorsey. How you doing? Living the life. And I don't know if they consider that a myth or not, but uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah, man, the myth, the legend, living the life. I love it. I love it very much. Donnie Dorsey doing well. And of course, the villain of our podcast segment, Sawyer Hewlett. How you doing today? Uh, I'm good. I, uh, you know, I, I honestly enjoy the regular, the new regularity that we get to do this. Okay. Like once a month, just the three of us get to have conversations about movies rather than like two episodes every other Saturday. This, this is a perfect schedule, you know? Well, there you go. Sawyer, we're glad we could accommodate you. That's what this is about. We need to accommodate Sawyer. Now, I am the villain of this podcast, so I think it is fitting that I make this all about me. Okay, I am a narcissistic. I'm like the high evolutionary, you know? I know what's perfect. We should all just listen to me. That's great, because I bet the majority of people who've listened to this podcast do not get that reference. So <laughs> we're just going to leave it. You can Google it. I bet nobody got that reference, uh, but that's all right. We are uh, moving on. I, as if you can't tell, uh, hopefully, because we have not filmed at this point the previous segment that led into this, my hope is by that point, I do not have a stuffy nose. But I have uh, an unbearable stuffy nose at this moment. So that is why uh, I sound exactly as uh, if I have clogged my pores with some kind of uh, cotton swabs. But uh, we are here to talk about uh, these uh, movie nights that the student small groups are going to be having. And uh, you've already heard a little bit about those. But I wanted to kind of just hear Donnie did youth ministry with me for uh, 10 years more, uh, and I know has done several movie nights with students. Donnie, what's been your experience of doing a movie night with middle and high school students? I mean, well, of course, like there's always like that, the initial getting, like they're always kind of that anticipation to figure out what are we watching? Is this going to be a good movie? You know, basically kids going, 
hey, do you have good taste or not? It's- yeah. They're judging you based on what you picked. Exactly. They're like, mm, you pick this. Mm. Well, I would like yeah. to say Sawyer picked all three of these movies, so judge him harshly. Absolutely. I mean, that's how it that's how it has to be. Like, we can't just you don't get a pass just because, you know, I'm not there. You you totally will be judged. Okay. Okay. Very good. Well, let's get into those. Uh, let's get into those movie picks. So the very first one for the sixth and seventh graders is Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, which is available on Disney Plus. Uh, Sawyer, can you tell us a little bit about why you picked this particular movie? Uh, so I picked this one for two, two real reasons. One, uh, the, the sixth and seventh graders, I'm, 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 I'm catering just a little bit to the fifth grader that might still remain in some of them and stuff like that. And, uh, it is definitely a fun movie for kids is the thing. However, I also think about the eighth graders that's going like some of those seventh graders that are becoming eighth graders. And I, I think that this movie kind of balances all those aspects really well because there's also some good edgy humor that I uh, that I really like. I have I have an eighth grader's sense of humor if I'm being honest with myself. And I believe um, that. And Chippendale Rescue Rangers also has an eighth grader's sense of humor, in my opinion, uh, without having a 17 year old's sense of humor. Also, so uh, so I I really like it. It has um, some really. Um, it's it's honestly just a really funny movie um especially considering that it's a disney plus streaming movie not something that i I would like when i first watched the movie it's not something that i was expecting to be that good i was actually expecting to be kind of bad and i saw some recommendations from it and i was like okay fine i'll check it out and then i was like okay that was like really funny and and i just i i still really really like it is the thing i've watched it twice now and both times, I was just like, gosh, this is funny. Yeah, I think for parents who haven't seen it, the Chippendale Rescue Rangers is kind of in the vein of uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So it's all these uh, kind of animated characters uh, as if they were real people uh, who were acting on the TV shows you know them from. So from the 80s, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, uh, you know, late 80s, early 90s cartoon show. Uh, which I watched a lot. Donnie, was that a show you watched? 100%. I've actually even introduced that to to my kids. There's so many little uh, ones like that. Uh, there's Tailspin. There's Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Um, yeah, it's it's it was a part of my childhood, and I loved it. Yeah, so uh, this movie kind of existed that. And like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, there's this kind of film noir mystery element to it. And uh, it feels, uh, honestly, it just feels like it's ripping off Who Framed Roger Rabbit almost at every turn. Uh, But in a way that, like Sawyer said, is very funny and very enjoyable. Uh, And so, uh, yeah, I definitely also enjoy this as well. Donnie, you've seen this before? I have. I have. And um, I I enjoy it. And I think it's such a good uh, movie for the age group that um, Sawyer mentioned because I think it does deal with some very specific topics that that age group will understand of being in school or and being feeling like you don't quite fit in and then finding your people and then finding a way to connect to people. And then, you know, and then when you do find uh, personal success, sometimes that can drift your relationships apart, you know, and that's kind of what happens in middle school is sometimes you might become the super popular one or whatever that those things are. And then all of a sudden it's like, your friends are like, I don't, 
I don't know. I like this. You know, so yeah. Good movie. No, I definitely think it works. And uh, there's almost nothing I would consider too objectionable in it. Uh, you can figure out what's in it by going to imdb.com, searching for the movie and looking for the parents guide. So if you're curious about what your kids are watching, you can see it there. But I definitely think it is perfectly fine for sixth and seventh graders. Uh, so, Donnie, you were tasked with kind of coming up with a piece of content, a movie, a TV show that families after the event could watch together and kind of treat it like a double feature, like a like a pairing. Hey, I know you watch this with your friends. Here's a movie that's kind of similar. So, Donnie, what 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 are you bringing to us for Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers? So, uh, both of mine are kind of um, newer, you know, more recent movies um, that I thought of, and I think either one of them could work, is uh, The Last Wish, uh, Puss in Boots movie, as well as uh, Super Mario Brothers. I think it very much has good choices, just good choices all around. I love is I mean, I watched it uh, with my daughter and she absolutely loved the Super Mario Brothers movie. And there's so many like the the com the comedy is so good. Um, the characters that they chose there. I mean, it's just entertaining from start to finish. And I mean, definitely if you as soon as you watch Chippendale Rescue Rangers and then you go watch one of these you'll have a great family movie night. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I believe Puss in Boots' Last Wish is still on Peacock. It'll probably be on Amazon Prime soon because I've noticed a lot of the Universal movies are going from Peacock to Amazon Prime, so it might yeah. be there by the time we're talking about this. But Super Mario Brothers is available to rent. Yep. Both of those movies, uh, great choices. I think they pair very well. And we've already mentioned it. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? is on Disney Plus, and my kids have watched it and loved it. They don't know almost many of those like Betty Boop-type characters, like these 1950s uh, cartoon characters, uh, but they still loved it. They still yep. got like the whole vibe. So I think all of those movies, great choices. So Sawyer Hewlett, why don't you talk about the movie uh, that you guys picked? I don't think you have to tell them what the movie is or why you like it. I think people want to know, why did you pick a movie from 1993 uh, for 8th and ninth graders to watch? Well, look. Oh, and I, the movie, in case you forgot from earlier, is Jurassic Park. Yes. The the reason that I picked uh, Jurassic Park for the 8th and ninth graders is because it is, for lack of a better term, basically perfect. Um, it is one of my favorite movies ever. And, um, you know, the thing, the thing with Jurassic Park is it kind of blends a lot of things really well. It's really, really fun. Obviously it's a fun Steven Spielberg adventure and it has all those beats. It has the, um, it has the Harrison Ford type character with Sam Neill. Um, he's not as good as Indiana Jones, but he's still really good. He does something different, which is that he kind of plays the curmudgeon -y side of that kind of a character really well. Yeah. Um, but it also, the movie has an amazing ensemble. Laura Dern is a great second lead in the movie. Um, Richard Attenborough is a great villain. And that is the thing. Most people don't realize that Richard Attenborough is the villain of the movie, but that's a whole nother thing that I could get distracted on. Um, easily my favorite character is, uh, Ian Malcolm played wonderfully by Jeff Goldblum. The movie, so much, I hate to interrupt you because I know you just want to talk about Jurassic Park. 
this is a movie that everyone on this podcast has seen. Yeah, you do yeah. not have to recommend Jurassic Park. What I want yeah. to know, what I want I mean, to he know, did I resell it to me, though. He I did know. kind of resell it to me. I was like, wait Why a minute. Why are you explaining who is in this movie? What I need to know, and I think the parents may be trying to figure out is, why are my kids going to a party to yeah. watch a movie they've seen since they were kids? Talk to them about yeah. why well, eighth and ninth I graders. I don't know if an eighth or ninth grader has seen this movie. I bet, I bet almost 100%. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. I just think that this movie, and also it's a movie that, um, you know, if it's on in the background, you know, an eighth and ninth grader isn't going to a movie night to be riveted by a compelling story and stuff like that. Right. It's going to be talking in the background. Um, and it, well, it will not be in the background, as someone who has done yeah. this many times. It will be foreground. The movie will be on in the background. Yes. That's, that's my point. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, this will just, this will be a serviceable two hour movie that'll, that'll get the job done. And I, and I will have a good time watching it. In all so. fairness though, Nathan, I, I will say this. I have been disappointed by the uh, number of movies that um, the younger generation has not seen. Like when I mention it and I make a reference to it and every person I can, I can, it's almost like seeing like a, like a pop-up. Like, cause as soon as I mention it, you sure. can tell who's seen it. And then like the, uh, like the younger is like, Hmm. What's this movie you're talking about? Sounds really old. I'm like, no. That <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let's be 100% clear. Jurassic Park is really old. It's 30 years old. Yeah. This is not, it is, it is as old uh, as it is. I'll say this. It's older than Star Wars was the first time I saw Star Wars. Yeah. I saw Star Wars in 1995 for the 1996, maybe for the first time. And that movie was only 19 years old. Uh, this movie is 30 years old currently. My guess is because I know parents who have kids in this age group, Jurassic Park is Jid X's Star Wars. The yeah. way the baby boomers felt about Star Wars is the way and every Jid X parent showed their kids Jurassic Park. And they love Jurassic Park like we loved Star Wars. I'm just telling you, we have 11 or 12 kids that'll be at that event. I bet five or six of them have seen Jurassic Park. I will take the over on that. I bet, I bet, I bet well over 60% yeah. have seen it. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. We will see. I'm excited to see how many of them have because... Well, but I want to get back to you. I don't want to get into this. The point of why you're doing this, which is what we wanted to talk about, yeah. is because eighth and ninth graders are not going to pay attention to a movie. Yeah. They are going to want to talk to their friends. Sixth and seventh graders need the social lubricant of a yeah. movie to because they're they're going to be so awkward. They they need something compelling. Yeah, exactly. Eighth yeah. and ninth graders are going to want to talk. They we I remember when you and I had this conversation, you picked Jurassic Park. I said, I think that's a great choice because they're not going to want a movie that they're going to have to pay attention to. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. I think I think that's a key point. But Sawyer, you did pick a movie that uh, uh, parents could maybe watch with yeah. their kids afterwards to kind of say, hey, here's another movie that's kind of like Jurassic Park. What yeah, it is very loosely connected in that Jurassic Park is directed by Steven Spielberg, and this movie was executive produced by Steven Spielberg. And they are... Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. No, I promise that that movie will never get brought up on this podcast again. I promise. Okay. Um, no, Challenge it, is accepted. Also, it is also a movie 
from the 90s. And I will admit this movie is very of the 90s. And uh, it stars uh, maybe the biggest star from the 90s. Um, good old Will Smith. And it also stars my favorite boomer actor, Tommy Lee Jones. We were talking about 1997's Men in Black. And, uh, you know, I'm just talking about this because, you know, kind of similarly to Jurassic Park, your kid is probably not going to be paying super close attention. But if you can get them to pay attention to this movie, it is an amazingly good time of a movie. You and your kids will just have a blast watching this movie. It's kind of ridiculous. It's cartoonish. It's fun. It has some edgy humor and stuff like that. Um, and also Tommy Lee Jones is just a gift to humanity in this movie. And I can't recommend it enough. Um, yeah, it, it'll be a fun time. All right. Well, yeah, I love Men in Black. I think people still uh, will love it. I think uh, it very much feels like a Marvel movie uh, of the yeah, 90s in that it's mostly an action comedy, lots of joking, lots of chemistry, all of yeah. that kind of stuff. So, no, I definitely think that's a great choice. I think families are going to enjoy it. Uh, and I would say probably uh, if you can't, if, if they've already seen Men in Black, Men in Black 3 is also really good. So It is very good. Uh, skip two, go straight to three. Yes. So, uh, anyway, let's talk a little bit about uh, the movie you've picked for the 10th through 12th graders, uh, which is a movie that went straight to streaming. It was on yes, Hulu. It was called Run. Yeah. What's that about? Run is about a girl. It's kind of more of a, it's, it's, it's a thriller. And it is about a young girl who her mom has, is kind of like taking care of her because she's disabled. And, the movie is kind of about her learning that she's actually maybe not disabled and she might just have a crazy mom. And, uh, that's a good description. I don't want to give anything else away cause it's a really fun movie. And I picked this one for the high schoolers because it is a very engaging movie is the thing. It, um, it's kind of the opposite of what my method was with the eighth and ninth graders where like, this movie does require something of you. And, um, and the you know the the 10th or 12th graders will just have a fun time watching this movie with each other is the thing that's kind of the point of it all um and, and that's the point of all these movies is the thing is that the groups would have fun with each other watching this movie or talking about the movie or around the movie even um and so you know with this one in particular um i went with something a little you know I, something that i would be most like this is the one that i'd be most likely to throw on is the thing at this stage in my life and uh yeah and i don't know if that's actually true i do love jurassic park but all that to say uh run is run is a really good movie i, I was really afraid he was just going to start describing more things about jurassic park uh john but, williams score is sweeping and it is emotionally captivating it pulls you out of a, a score from the 1940s the now, okay you're preaching in the choir okay <laughs> um but no i mean i think um yeah, I think Run is is a is a fun movie. So, yeah, I think what's great about Run, uh, and I was actually recommended this by Nathan. Yeah, I think what works. I've done this movie before at a movie night, uh, not with teenagers, uh, but with young adults. And uh, what's great about it is, you know, sixth and seventh graders don't want to have to talk a bunch. They want to be able to kind of share an experience and just be able to laugh. They feel a little awkward. They need something to kind of capture their attention so they can kind of build relationships. Eighth and ninth graders, as Sawyer's already said, they're going to be talking the whole time, regardless of what the movie's about. They're going to make fun of the movie They're because they're too cool for everything. Tenth through twelfth graders want to have a movie that they can talk about. 
they want to talk about the movie. And Run is one of those perfect movies that's very much like a what would you do in this situation type movies. Uh, and so with that same thought, uh, the director of Run directed a movie before this called Searching, which I've actually talked about on this podcast before. The sequel to Searching is now available on Netflix. It's called Missing. It's about a uh, teenage girl who's kind of home alone while her mom goes on a trip uh, to, uh, I believe, Mexico, but maybe Guatemala. It's like a all-inclusive resort type thing. She ends up, uh, the mom ends up getting kidnapped while on the uh, on the vacation, and the daughter is trying to search for this missing mom. But the whole the whole movie takes place on a computer screen, and so what's very interesting is you get this kind of different way to see a thriller uh, that's very engaging and will have your teenager talking to you the whole time about. Hey, what would you do in this situation? What would I do? You know, and you're getting a lot of conversation about the movie. And so Missing is great. It's on Netflix. And I really think it's a great opportunity for you as a family to kind of enjoy a movie and talk to your teenager about it. So that's my suggestion. Have, have either of y'all seen Missing? I haven't seen Missing. I've seen Searching. I haven't seen Missing. I haven't seen any any of them. So they are missing in my search history. Oh, oh, Donnie. I saw what you did there, and I'm proud of you. I'm Thanks. proud of you. In fact, that was so good. We're going to end on that joke, <laughs> and we'll give you guys some time to think about that. But uh, certainly, if you've got a teenager, send them to these small group events to help them build relationships. And also, to build relationships with you, watch one of these movies with them, and have a great evening. We'll see you guys next time.